I first saw it back in 2005. And then once again in 2006, I saw the real thing at the Detroit Auto Show. That rebranded Lotus Elise with an electric powertrain from Tesla Motors was showcasing to us that electric cars could be the future. But like we already knew, new car companies have a major struggle on their hand. And as we all saw DeLorean fall in the 80s after so many years of that company fighting to get a chance into the market, could Tesla really make it? Well, nearly 20 years later, they still exist. But today, the competition is getting fierce and there's a lot more around than just the big players. There's a lot of little guys who want a piece of that Tesla pie. So, can Tesla survive the survival of the small cars of the EV race? AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. So welcome back to the AutoWorks.net Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our main website. If you haven't checked it out, stop by and take a look. We got many things that you might find interesting, from help pages to corporate sites, from children's books to music videos, and, of course, our pride and joy, not just only the podcast, our end-of-the-year ratings for exterior designs from vehicles around the globe. Check it out on the Autolux.net website. We'd also like to pay a special tribute to our sponsor, Magic Mind, and their elixir that they created. The world's first productivity drink. I have taken it myself, and trust me, it does keep you focused and keep you away from the brain fog. So if you're willing to check it out, that's magicmind.co backslash auto. Check out the Autolux.net website for your code for your first term discount from Magic Mind. And we'd also like to pay a tribute and thank podbeam.com for getting this podcast out into the world for all of you to hear. So thank you, Podbeam. So like we said in the intro, Tesla was one of those first companies. We all remember DeLorean and the story. Hell, if you haven't heard it, go back and check the Autolux.net podcast for our actual podcast about the DeLorean story and what he went through to create that car. Where the man, John Z. DeLorean, came from and how long it took to build that car and in the end he just lost it all because he tried to go up against the big guys similar to that of preston tucker in the 50s when he tried to go up against gm ford and chrysler here's tesla with a brand new power source that the big three don't have wanting to go up against them now, he started the ev race of the 21st century this little car which eventually gave him money to build the model s sedan and that sedan would forever change the world of electric vehicles and once the Model S came out, we started to see more companies jumping into the electric bandwagon. But as we already know, countries like China have new car companies coming out constantly. And not all of them ever even make it to production. So today, who really can survive the EV race of tomorrow? With big players like Volkswagen, General Motors, and BMW getting into the electric vehicle race? How do these little players expect to survive? Tesla has managed to only by being the fad similar to that of apple the apple iphone is the phone they built themselves up to be the top tier phone in the mobile phone market and everybody strives to have that similar to that of tesla you may go out and buy a chevy volt or go out and buy a volkswagen id but in the back of your mind a lot of those consumers still want the original they want a tesla 
because they have their own supercharger stations. You don't have to go and sit with everyone else to plug in your car. They built the market. They are the market. And as we all know from the automotive world, not everybody who creates the market is always the biggest or even survives that market to the end. Within 30 years, we're all going to find out what's going to happen to some of these car companies due to the fact that we're now in a gross stage, very similar to what happened in the 1920s. Don't you remember learning in history class about the roaring 20s? There were new car companies coming out all over the place just to try and get a piece of that brand new automotive pie. And with it expanding so exponentially due to the fact that more and more people every year were able to buy a vehicle and get into the market, similar to that of the early 21st century in emerging markets like China and what's going on now in India. More and more people are entering these marketplaces to the potential to make money. And there's a lot of new companies getting into it, especially in countries like China. In North America, we have whittled all the way down to essentially the big two now. Considering the fact that Chrysler Corporation, well, two of its divisions are on life support from Stellantis Group and the fact that it's even owned by a French conglomerate now. We're down to General Motors and Ford. Japan still keeps it real with a whole bunch of different companies, but even they are starting to work together. And a lot of these new electric car companies may have to work together if they wish to survive. Whereas you've seen with Foxconn and bringing out their Foxtron vehicles are now working with Faraday Future and Lordstown Motors. Faraday Future has been trying for nearly a decade to get their car out onto the road. Hell, we've already raided this vehicle and it hasn't even hit the streets because they keep pushing their dates back. Sound familiar? Yes, that's what Tesla was like in the beginning. A lot of these companies are going through their growth woes. Right now, both Rivian and Lucid are going through that. Rivian is managing to keep on its feet. Lucid, on the other hand, is having issues because they went from nothing to everything. Being a company like Weissman and building V8 BMW powered roadsters and now moving into electric roadsters has a little bit easier time trying to move up. Similar to that of a company like Morgan. It may be hard for them to get into the power source itself by developing it like a lot of these companies are trying to do themselves. So they're picking ones up from other car companies or even just battery manufacturers to help build them. Where a company like Weissman can expand. They had the production facilities from their limited range vehicles and they know how to operate that and then by expanding ever so slightly out they can grow where a company like lucid went from nothing to everything in an instant if they don't get over their production woes it may come cr to a crashing halt similar to that of what happened at faraday future hell even the original fisker don't you remember the fisker karma which is now just karma automotive hurricane struck they lost vehicle then their battery manufacturer pulls out and leaves them high and dry sure heinrich fisker is a man that can come around and do it all over again which he's doing now with the new Fisker Ocean but can Fisker go up against the likes of someone like Tesla we've seen these trident tabulations between these small companies a rival first showcased their original van to us years ago and the production van that just came out going to companies such as UPS don't look anything like the original Hell, General Motors created bright job quicker than a little company like a rival created their vans Altus Motors I don't know if you've ever heard of this truck manufacturer they're trying to build this electric truck and it's still in development stages similar to that of Bollinger Motors people are waiting they want their vehicles 
Reynolds, and Canoe. Canoe's got to be one of the biggest names out there. They showcase their vehicles like crazy, and they got all kinds of different variations. They got the mobile van, they got the truck, and now they got the delivery van and the cargo vans. But and yet we still haven't seen them because they're in the testing phase. And that is where it comes to make or break. That is something like a company like Aptura went through when they had uh, problems. They're now back after going through all of those issues and trying to come back. But is there a market for it? Alpha Motor keeps showcasing all kinds of new products to us. Hell, their lineup is going to be 8 to 12 vehicles by the time they ever produce one because they're all built off the same platform with essentially the same design. They're just different variations of it. But until they start producing vehicles, how can they ever survive the EV race? Tesla got in there and Tesla is still to this day going through their growing issues. Their quality is now coming up but this is due to the fact they have now learned their production facilities and learned how to produce vehicles. So they are now one step ahead of some of the competition. Or someone like Neo or Aura or Leahato already have that as well. They were there. But now, newcomers like Tog and Vinfast are going to have more issues. Tog is a brand new electric car company from Turkey. Yes, the country of Turkey wants to build automobiles and they have Tog Auto. But I heard about them two years ago and still have not seen the vehicle hit the production line. Vinfast is going on this massive expansion around the world with dealerships moving super quick into new markets. Hell, they're coming to Canada and the States at the same time. Brand new electric vehicles. Not only bringing two to North American shores out of their five that they're looking into. We get it. The Vin Group has deep pockets, but they are still a young company. And in the end, as Elon Musk and the whole Tesla had learned, it doesn't matter how deep your pockets are. It only matters how well you can function. And some of these companies may have trouble functioning. Mullen Auto is looking to build their new ALV this fall. And their sports car is actually built off of the design and platform and power source from Quantu Auto from China. Their little sports car they designed a few years ago. Mullen is going to be creating it. But Mullen wants to go up against Tesla. Sure, their stocks are pretty decent right now. They fluctuate quite regularly. If you play the game, you can make decent money off of their, their stock profile right now. But Mullen still has yet to produce a vehicle. Like last year with Lucid and Rivian. I even got myself caught up in the game of buying Rivian stocks when they came out. Now I have to hold on to them to make my money back because they've dropped and they are hovering between $32 and $42 now because of their production woes. Everybody sees Tesla but doesn't understand why it took Tesla so long to get their stock to be so valuable. Companies like Rivian, Xpeng, Lee Auto, Karma, Fisker, Mullen Automotive, and Lucid all want to be there but they first have to get through the production woes. They got to build these vehicles and get them out to the market. See in countries like China where quality control is so different than here in North America, a lot of these companies can expand a lot quicker. Plus, they got the people and the capital to switch it around just as quick. And less problems with social media or even consumer reprival, they have a market that is a lot easier to fix than ours. Whereas in North America, where VinFast is coming, our markets may not be as forgiving to their products if they don't come here in good order. Gotta remember, the safety standards in North America are different than that of in Europe or Asia. So building your product here makes it a lot easier easier to, to go elsewhere in the world, but building it elsewhere in the world makes it harder to come here. So will a company like Bollinger Motors be able to hold on to the little piece of the electric pie? They get bland styling vehicles. Look at the B1 and B2 on the Autolux.net website. We rated those trucks. The concept behind them is amazing. Same with the technology. The designs are horrid. But can Bollinger utilize that to become the first 
first full-time off-road electric pickup truck and SUV, just like Canoe, can they hit the market at the right point in time to start gaining sales, certain sales off of rideshare? Canoe wants to go after that market. Each one of these companies is now looking for a little piece of the electric pie that they can get into and exploit before the big guys look into that. See, a company like Arrival and even Enride were there before General Motors. They were there at the forefront trying to build their van, but they didn't hit the market before the big guys. Workhorse had one of the first electric pickup trucks. Hell, we even had one developed in Canada called Havilar. It was an electric pickup truck, but it didn't hit the market fast enough. Workhorse is now going through issues. Everything about the Workhorse pickup truck is exactly the same as the Ford F-150 Lightning commercial. But Ford, being the big player in the truck market, is going to be taking that away from some of its rivals. Rivian can hold out on their own with their truck, considering the fact that it's more of a mid-range pickup truck than a full size. So Rivian can enter that new crossover utility truck market, considering the fact it's a full unibody truck sitting on top of the electric profile. The box is not separate. So they can exploit that small little niche of the market. But when their SUV comes out, can they compete with the products of Cadillac? And hell, even Fisker. Can remember, Tesla isn't moving super quick to get into all of these markets. They're looking at markets that are big enough for them to squeeze into to get their shares. The CUV market is huge and the ALV market is growing, but can companies like VinFast and Mullen enter those and make a name for themselves? Because if the markets start disappearing, where do they go? So really in the end, can all of these car companies survive? Not all of them. And some of them, we haven't even seen products from yet. The electric bus, they promoted their vehicle, their new age style microbus, and yet we still haven't seen them on the road. Nanoflow cell, hell, they've been working for nearly 20 years on their flow cell design electric vehicle and yet they're still not out maple majestic company from canada we heard about last year all they had was their little plastic model and that's it same with project arrow besides all these parts suppliers working together we haven't seen anything else from it now if you're like karma automotive who bought out the designs and original plans for the fisker karma it's a little bit easier to get into the market so some of these smaller companies may just die out to make room for their competition to take them over over. Similar to that at Rimac, really going heads deep into the hypercar market and now pulling Bugatti with them, they'll be able to make that transition so much easier. Sound familiar? This is familiar. It's similar to that of Honda and General Motors. Honda knows they need a lot of capital to create their own electric platforms. So they're sharing work with General Motors so that they can get their new products out. When companies like Nikola and Tesla, eh, Nikola Tesla, start working together, a hydrogen electric transport could come out. Hell, Tesla could buy out Nikola and have their own hydrogen system as well. That's what happened. At the beginning of the 20th century, General Motors started buying out a lot of different divisions. And hence, General Motors was formed. Chrysler did it too, buying out the Dodge Brothers, buying out DeSoto. He created the Plymouth brand because he knew there was a niche for it. If you take a listen to the Autolux podcast about automotive divisions, you'll understand what we're talking about with different niches. At the beginning of the automotive world, vehicle companies went by price. Today, vehicles go by niche. And by just being in that right little niche that they're just enough people that want it and want to go outside of the big players for is the way that a lot of these companies will survive. So companies like Canoe, 
Bollinger, Tesla, and even Nikola are carving out their niches. And guys like Lucid, Lordstown, Workhorse, and Vinfast are running with the big players. So who's going to win this race? Who will survive? Well, in the next 30 years, we'll find out. Some of these companies will even find out within the next 10 years if they will make it. A major shift in our global economy will shift a lot of these companies into insolvency. And only then we will find out who can weather the storm. So in the end, to answer your question, why are there so many new small electric car companies in existence? Well, it's the exact same thing that happened 100 years ago. There's a demanding market for it and people want to make the switch. But people are getting tired of waiting for the big players to bring them the products they want. So these little niche players are jumping in to fill those areas. But will these niche players survive or will they just get gobbled up by the big guys? That's something we're just going to have to wait to see. But if you asked me and you wanted my picks on it, I will answer, but not today. You may just have to find us on the Wisdom app and ask us the question. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on it on any of the major social feeds out there. And if you really want to promote it, you can go to our website and you can hit all the major social feeds right from the site. Tell your friends, tell your family, hell, share it around the office. Spam it to everyone in the office and tell them you should check this out. It might make you think more about the market and how the global economy can change part of the auto industry. And thanks again to our sponsor, Magic Mind, at magicmind.co backslash auto. Check out the autolux.net website for your promo code from them as well. And Podbeam. Thank you again. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole autolux.net podcast, strap yourself in for this one electrifying ride that the little EVs are taking us on.